Hello and welcome everyone to KSQD Santa Cruz at 90.7 FM. I'm Patrick Hart and you're listening to our show, What To Be, where we interview inspiring people and highlight their careers. What To Be is a program provided by Your Future Is Our Business, a Santa Cruz County nonprofit that helps students explore careers through programs such as college and career expos, panels, and other work-based learning activities. Please note that the views and opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily represent or reflect those of Natural Bridges Media or Your Future Is Our Business. The information provided during this program does not reflect its career in its entirety. And today I have the pleasure to speak to Peter Truman, who's an entrepreneur. Hi, Peter. Good morning, Patrick. How are you today? I'm pretty good. Thank you. And thank you very much for taking the time to help us do this interview. It's definitely appreciate it very much. Happy to be here. Thank you again. Peter, do you mind briefly describing your career journey for us? My career journey is a, a long drawn out one. <laughs> <laughs> Starts with me having my first job at 10 years old stocking shelves for the local grocery store in Berkeley. Then uh, my next job was delivering prescription for the local drugstore next door. to, the, And then the uh, next job was teaching sailing. And I did that until I was about 23 years old. And then I decided I needed to go back to school. So I went and got an accounting and finance degree out of, out of Berkeley, went to work for an accounting firm in San Francisco for two or three years. And then my wife and I moved uh, to Santa Cruz in 1989, and I went to work as the controller for an auto parts warehouse with the understanding that I was going to purchase that over the next five to 10 years. When it became apparent that uh, the owner was pleased with me being the controller and not buying, I gave him two months notice and bought a print shop in Aptos called Printsmith. And that led to multiple print shops I think I purchased another five, and through the changes in the economy, I've, I've uh, grown that down to one print shop called Impress Digital, and that is in Santa Cruz near the Sash Mill. That is a very brief overview of what I've done. <laughs> well, that sounds great, including the sailing. You did that for quite a while. So you were teaching people how to sail, is that right? I learned to sail when I was about four years old. My wow. dad put me in an El Toro, pushed me away from the dock and said, go around that buoy before you come back. <laughs> <laughs> and I was that up in the Bay Area, up near Berkeley? I, I was in the Bay Area. I grew up in Berkeley. We sailed out of Alameda and Richmond and St. Francis. Uh, and, you know, sailing took me quite a few places in my youth. Well, that's, yeah, that's pretty fortunate. And it's pretty windy up there, right? So that's probably good, a good sailing area. The Bay Area is uh, known for its strong winds and currents. That's awesome. And with all the print shops you, you've owned, I think that's great too. And I think I've seen where the store is in Aptos. And what kind of, I mean, you guys maybe print a lot of different stuff. Do you mind talking about that? Well, when I purchased it, it was a purely a copy shop, like a little Kinko's. Hmm. Uh, and, then, and we printed a lot of uh, course material for Cabrillo College. We printed business cards and envelopes and letterhead. And we added a press about a year into an actual printing press, about a year into it and started growing that way. And then I, that's when I purchased a company called Bay Printing, 
and that was located off Bay Avenue in Capitola, across the street from what is now the Chevron station. And then we printed, then we purchased a large printing organization called Quality Press, and that was uh, in Live Oak. And they had a big four-color press, and we did that until 2008 when the Silicon Valley crunch hit, and we had to sell that property and 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 shrink down back down to to uh, two shops, and then eventually we lost the lease in Bay and shrunk back down to one shop in Aptos, which was called Princemith, and it was on the corner of Trout Gulch and Soquel Drive. So we started with just copy machines and grew to ink and paper. And, and then as the progression of computers and desktop publishing, people were able to print a lot more at home. And we changed focus. And for the last 10 years, well, about 10 years ago, we bought a print shop called Impress Digital down in Santa Cruz. And they were a four-color quick turnaround marketing type firm and we did very well with that and as again as things change printing changes and people's budgets suck up and go away and then covid hit and our largest customers at impress were ucsc and cabrillo college we took a little bit of a hit so we again changed focus purchased a large format machine to print directly onto four foot by eight foot pieces of plastic and aluminum. And then we have a router right next door to us. We can do signs and full, full size cutouts of people and all kinds of good stuff. Well, that's really cool. Did you guys do any printing for like the Santa Cruz warriors or any, you know, anything like that? We've done quite a bit of printing for Santa Cruz, uh, the Santa Cruz Warriors. Um, we've done the little gift cards that they send out. We've done flyers for the, the pizza giveaways. We've done uh, large boards where they do the uh, the draft picks. They have they have us print on the four by eight uh, sheet of plastic uh, material that they put up, you know, put up on a big easel or mount on a wall and. And so when they're doing their, their yearly draft, they have all the players up there with a erasable markers. Oh, that's really cool. And, you know, at the height of your printing business, what did your day or week look like? Well, my, my profession is really running businesses. So I'm not, uh, you know, I didn't ever learn how to turn a press on. I mean, I can turn it on, but I can't make it work. I can operate the copy machines in the large, you know, the, the, and I can do a lot of bindery work as in help fold and stuff like that. But my tent, my, my job is to bring in sales and keep the books and file the tax returns and uh, keep uh, the employees from, uh, you know, making sure that everybody's getting along and showing up on time. And it's just a general business. When I went back to school, I, I, I took accounting in college because I wanted to be able to understand the financial side of a business. You know, the local plumber makes a lot of money, but when it comes, a lot of them, when they go into business for themselves, they fail. And that's because they don't understand cash flow. They don't understand how to read a financial statement. And so when you have a little bit of an accounting background, and a minimal amount helps, 
but you're able to understand difference between uh, getting a check and depositing it and actually having revenue. There's a difference. And, and until you understand that, it's hard to, to balance things at the end of the year. So you don't quite ever really know where you stand. And so it's very important to have a, a financial understanding in small business. Yeah. And that's, that's what's helped me survive. I would say that that is one of the single biggest issues of how I survived the downturns. Yeah, that, that makes sense, you know, and when people don't really know where they stand, it creates some certainty, which probably just leads to stress and just compounds the problem. So Peter, what kind of environments did you work in? Were you traveling between the different stores when, you know, with the different printing businesses or were you able to work primarily from home? I, I spent time every day at each place. So there were times, many times um, that I was getting up in the morning at five o'clock and hitting the first store by six and setting things up and then moving on to the next one by 10 and on to the third one by, by two, make, you know, just organizing and keeping people motivated and, and projects happening. And they were long days. There were some long days. I bet. And, I, and, and to be honest with you, back down to one print shop is, is, is not bad at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, but I think it's nice too, for the employees to see, you know, to see you at the stores, you know, in the morning and greeting people or whatever, and just making sure that things are running smooth. I think that's kind of a morale booster. I think it makes a big difference. Yeah. And, and just knowing that the owner like really cares that he's, you know, hands on. Yeah. You don't need to be a micromanager, but you certainly have to have a presence. Yeah. I think that's important too. And what kind of skills would you say that you primarily used in your career? And were they skills that you learned in school or was it more like on the job training or maybe a combination of both? I would say a combination of both, Patrick. I've always been good with my hands. So that's something that, uh, you know, I learned as a child with the, uh, you know, just constantly doing stuff. My, my grandfather and father were both uh, physicians, but they also um, worked in their, my grandfather's wood shop and, I learned how to build and, and do home repairs on my own. And so within uh, the printing companies or the companies that I've owned, uh, there's always something that breaks and it's a lot cheaper to fix it yourself sometimes. So, but then also on top of that, my accounting degree um, has uh, benefited me hugely. Uh, I've been able to do all my own books. I've been able to understand what's financial statements that are shown to me and do them myself. And so that makes a huge difference. I don't particularly do a lot counting anymore. I do books, but very minimally. And I turn my tax returns all over to my tax accountant now. Hmm. Spend the time, spend the time doing something else. For instance, right now I am, uh, because of COVID, I wanted to keep everybody employed. So I uh, cut back on my salary uh, kept everybody employed and went and got my real estate license. So for the last four months, I've actually been a licensed real estate agent for Colwell Banker. Huh, good for you. And Aptos? I actually work with a team and the team is, um, uh, they're located actually in the Los Altos Colwell Banker office. Okay. But I work, I work out of a home office and, and deal mainly with uh, between Scotts Valley and Carmel. Okay. Very cool. And congratulations on doing that. Thank you. Yeah. How's that, is that, how's that going so far? It's going great. You know, um, 
constant uh, learning is very important in, in business life. And so it doesn't matter whether I was a printer or um, a sailor, uh, constantly going to conferences and listening to people speak and, and participating in the background of the industries that you're in and continuing to learn is important. And I've always been interested in real estate. I've purchased uh, uh, several commercial buildings throughout the, the printing business and a couple of my own homes. And so it's, it's always fascinated me. It's fascinated me, the uh, real estate. Mm-hmm. And so with the slowdown, I decided to learn something new. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, that's it's super one awesome. Years old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, never too old. And uh, yeah. And I just, I just really agree with you about constantly learning and evolving and adapting. Very important. Yeah. For those who are just tuning in, you're listening to the What To Be Show on KSQD, Santa Cruz, 90.7 FM. I'm Patrick Hart, and I'm speaking to Peter Truman, who's an entrepreneur. Peter, you've done quite a variety of different things in your life. Would you mind sharing some of your favorite projects that you've worked on or currently working in? I know you just told us that you got your real estate license in the past four months. Well, that's kind of been uh, the, my life for the last four months because once I actually received the license and went to work, it was, I've been very fortunate. You know, the, the typical new real estate agent with a license doesn't sell a piece of property or a home uh, on average for the first eight months. And, and that means that a lot more of, you know, half of them don't sell for anything for the first year, in the first year. I've been very fortunate that I've had a good team and lots of leads and I've been able to turn those leads into, uh, you know, three sales, three property sales and two listings within the first four months. Wow. You're doing really well. So it's been fun. I've, uh, real estate is not something to hop into. Um, I think as a youngster, unless you're really, uh, already well off because unless you have a large base of contacts, you don't really, because that's where it comes from, right? People mm-hmm. know you, they trust you, they see what you do. You're able to be, you know, speak honestly with them. And that's what's, what's worked for me. And throughout my career in Santa Cruz, I've owned a small business that's public. You know, it's, it's very out there, printing for many organizations. So you get to meet and greet a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And that's 25 years of in business in Santa Cruz County from Scotts Valley to Watsonville uh, selling print. And then uh, 15 years ago, I ran for county supervisor against Ellen Paris. So I've been in the political world before. Mm. Um, and that that garnered a lot, a lot of contacts. And one of the most important uh, organizations that I've belonged to in the last 30 over the last 30 years is Santa Cruz Sunrise Rotary Club and Rotary Club isn't a as, as a lot of people think it's not a, 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 a building business building organization it's a service club largest service club in the world but it has given me tremendous contacts within the, uh, the community uh, business community in Santa Cruz judges lawyers accountants entertainers, bankers, and uh, I've become friends with a lot of, of the leaders in our community. And uh, that, I, you know, at the end of the day, that helps. 
Yeah, I, I bet. And I've had the pleasure to speak to some of your your members, uh, some other Rotarians, and they just seem like such a high quality of people. They're also a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they seem really great and just doing really great work, like very meaningful work in the community and helping. Yes, I agree. Yeah. And very Glenn, active. Yeah, I know. I appreciate that a lot. And you know, you're talking about, you know, becoming a realtor and, you know, being a, an established, you know, member of our community. I just think that probably helps so much, you know, with like referrals and having a good reputation. Right? It does. The more you're out and about and doing stuff, uh, the, the, the more the, the more you learn, the more people you uh, get to meet, the more opportunities you're open to, the um, more you are able to see different people doing different things. And so as you grow older, you see more interesting things or different things, things you might like to try out. It's being out there and active is very important. Yeah, I agree. And what kind of person do you think would enjoy going into business themselves and maybe starting up, you know, their own business, whether it be a printing business or, or something else? I did it differently than other people do because I, I, I went into accounting to have a background in school and then came out and it didn't, I didn't like accounting. I, I went into accounting, went to work for an accounting firm for a couple, three years. And I, I, I realized early, quickly, I did not like it. I, that's not the accounting I didn't like. I just didn't like accounting for everybody else. And so I always wanted to own my own business and have, I wanted to be the one that make the decisions. I wanted to be the one that people came to for questions. I wanted to be the leader. I, that's, it's just kind of what I wanted to do. And it, at the time, it didn't matter to me what business I purchased because when I left the auto parts warehouse, I gave two months notice and told my wife that I had um, was leaving and she came home. And when I got home from work the next day, I had a list of all the businesses for sale in Santa Cruz County. And the one that uh, would support a small family, if I put my work into it was a print shop and so it could have been a dry cleaner. It could have been a, a hot dog stand. It didn't matter. It, it just uh, was a small business that was for sale that was looked interesting to me. I knew nothing about printing, but I knew that I could run a, uh, run a business. And so printing became my passion and it was fun. It, 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 you know, it paid for parochial schools for my kids. It paid for uh, a home in Coralitos. It, it uh, provided lots of opportunities outside of printing. It was a, it was a good life. It was a great, great business to be in. Yeah, it's, it sure sounds like it. And it's inspiring to hear too. So thank you for sharing that. But I see most, but I see most people, uh, you know, finding something that they have a passion in and then making that their business. And I think that that is a wonderful thing. Uh, you know, it's a, a, maybe a cliche or, or, you know, an old saying, but you find something you love to do and you do that for, and you never work another day in your life. Yeah. I mean, that's the dream, right? That's the dream. Yeah. The, the reality is you have to have a little bit of work ethic. Mm -hmm. You have to be a self-starter. You have to know uh, a little bit about business. And there's plenty of opportunity. There's plenty of, of resources in, in our community to help you with that also don't get me wrong if you have a passion for something 
and you really want to turn that into a profitable business and do that for the rest of your life. There's lots of resources in town. The small business development uh, organization out of Kirby College is a huge help to small businesses starting and new businesses that have started that are struggling with the accounting you know, portion of it or the marketing portion of it or the, the legal loopholes and items that you have to cover. There's lots of details in running a small business. Well, that's great. And thank you for sharing that resource at Cabrillo. Peter, what did you find surprising about, you know, when you got into the print shop business? The, uh, I didn't, I don't think that anything was surprising. I think that the, the largest struggle I had with printing as I went through the years was it things become a little mundane. You start to do the same thing over and over again. And at that point, you have to recognize that, that you're losing interest and make a change and do something different, like add a new piece of equipment or change a, uh, the way you're doing something or making, making it interesting again. I think those are the tedious times that uh, were the hardest to get through. Okay. The hard work never scared me. I, you know, I was able to, one thing about my, uh, about owning a print shop or any small business for me was I was able to drop everything and go coach my kids flag football team. Um, I, I coached little league. I coached flag football. I coached soccer. I co- coached basketball all for my kids schools until they hit eighth grade. And I was able to do that because I own the business and I could make my own time. If I needed to go coach a basketball game or practice, you know, for a couple hours during a, a work week, I would. I might not get home that evening until eight, eight o'clock in the evening and, you know, to finish up. But that was okay because I had the opportunity to be with my kids. Yeah. And that, that's so great. And, you know, my dad's been a broker for a long time and he was always our baseball coach growing up and it meant a lot to us, you know, to have him there. So that's, it's, that's one, it's one of the best things about owning your own business. Yeah. Is you're not tied to a nine to five schedule with somebody saying, no, you have to be here. Yeah. But you know, some people might appreciate that more of a structured work, you know, work style, I guess. Yes. We're not all the same. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, that's probably a good thing too. (laughs) Certainly not all the same. And there's, and there's benefits to both. You know, there's also a lot of stress owning your own business. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of stress making payroll. I've made payroll for, uh, for close to 30 years now. Every two, and that can be stressful. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Having people and their families depending on you. Absolutely. Yeah. Peter, what kind of resources can you give to students who are interested in pursuing a career, maybe going into business for themselves, or you've become a real estate agent recently, maybe any advice in that field too? I think I'm too green as a real estate agent to be giving any advice. Yeah. Well, I don't know. You're pretty (laughs) successful so far. But uh, really, as in any business, 80% of the work is done by 20% of the people. And the biggest uh, piece of advice I give to young people coming out of college is to simply show up. Showing up is, I forget who said it, but showing up is is half the battle. Agreed. And once you're there, answering your phone calls, returning phone calls on on a rapid basis is something people don't do a lot of. 
picking up the phone and actually speaking to people. You know, I, it's funny as I, as my kids grew up and, you know, I say, are you talking to them? They say, Oh yeah, we're talking to them. And I said, well, what do you mean? They go, oh, I texted them yesterday. <laughs> well, you know what? <laughs> I know. I hear that too. What? An actual, an actual phone call where you speak to people means volumes. Yeah. Just hearing their voice. It, you know, it says so much, just, you can tell so much where someone's at just by hearing their voice. Right. Building relationships is important in business. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for sharing that. And what about advice for someone who is unsure about their career path? Um, you know, I, I've been fortunate my entire life uh, as a young and young in life. My father said, you know, pick mentors. And throughout my life, I've been fortunate enough to have uh, half a dozen or more mentors in any one thing that I'm doing. And you latch on to people and that you respect and value their opinion and you ask questions and you tell them where you are and what you're thinking and let, and they will help it. It's amazing. People are scared to reach out to those that they feel are successful. Uh, But those people that are successful, they just love helping. And they will not turn away an opportunity to tell you what they think. It's just the nature of those successful people. And so reach out, ask, discuss, learn what those people are doing. Yeah, I think that's really great advice. And it's unfortunate, like you mentioned, that sometimes people, maybe they let their pride get in the way of, you know, just being humble and asking, asking. And I've sure found it true in my life that, like you said as well, that people really do want to help. And it's really rewarding, maybe for them as much as the person asking. Oh, of course it is. It's a, it's an honor when somebody comes to me and, and asks me, you know, I look back on my life and I don't think it's all that spectacular or, or I've not really done anything extraordinary, but when somebody comes and tells me that they think I have and they want advice, it's overflowing. I can't give enough. It's fun. It's uh, I'm humbled by the acknowledgement that they think I've done something. Yeah. That you're doing something right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> By trial and error sometimes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Peter, is there any last things you'd like to leave us with? No, Patrick. Thank you for uh, putting these in- interviews together. I think uh, this is the type of, of thing that's going to help people make decisions and, and become interested in being, be, being entrepreneurs and, and business people on their own. Well, you're very welcome, Peter. And it's for people like you that make the show possible. So Again, thank you very much for being our guest today on the What To Be Show. And thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in to today's career story with me, Patrick Hart, on our show, What To Be, with today's guest, Peter Truman, who's an entrepreneur. If you have any questions or would like to share your career story with us, please send us an email at whattoberadio at gmail.com. If you've enjoyed our show, please join us again at 90.7 FM KSQD Santa Cruz at 7 p.m. on Sundays and streaming online at ksqd.org, or you can find us on major podcast streaming platforms like Spotify. And please visit our website at yfiob.org for more information about your future as our business. Thank you very much and see you next time.